0: Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is a John Chuckery Show coming to you live on this Tuesday evening. As, uh, well, listen, the uh, Atlanta Hawks, besides just the offseason, we uh, we may have some scrubbing of social media going on uh, around uh, these parts. So let's uh, head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy Pat Benson. Covers uh, sneakers for Fan Nation. Covers the Atlanta Hawks as well. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Pat underscore Benson underscore Jr., Pat, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes, man. Thanks for uh, jumping on the show with us.
1: As always, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, John. So,
0: you know, what do we make of this sneaker scrubbing and, you know, all these things about, you know, everything Atlanta Hawks related has been scrubbed off of Trey Young. I mean, anything to read here or, you know, is it just a a whole lot of nothingness?
1: Yeah. So I think uh – for everybody else who may not be as plugged in as uh, you and me as much as we are. So basically, Trey Young, he updated his uh, social media account, just, and it just basically promotes his update, his unreleased sneaker, his third signature sneaker with Adidas. However, what you're referring to as scrubbed is there's no more reference to the Atlanta Hawks. And I think this one is maybe a little bit overblown just because um Trey Young he messes with his social media accounts a lot. I don't think he's signaling anything to us that he's wanting out or requesting a trade or anything like that. I think a uh of Twitter a few different, you know, social media accounts, not dependent on anybody, kinda of took in and ran with it and now it's become this story. So I'm not ready to signal the alarm
0: yet. More importantly, what did you think about Trey Young's comments? Um let's start with the Nate McMillan comments about how good of friends they were, and it was hard, and this, then, and, and the other. Uh, while I understand that they were not going to just, you know, have a, uh, a fist fight in the locker room yeah. <laughs> or in the hallway, you know, look, there, where there's smoke, there's fire. And there was angst between those two. And, you know, again, I, I definitely think that there was a philosophical difference in some things, but what did you make about his comments when he talked about Nate McMillan?
1: Yeah, so I thought the whole thing was interesting. On the day of Game One of the NBA Finals, Trey put out the first episode of his podcast, and as expected, he was pretty diplomatic when it came to discussing his former coaches, especially Nate McMillan. And you know, to your larger point, I think Trey is going to have to be you know really careful, you know, and he will be careful not to say the wrong things on those podcasts. But yeah, I mean, nobody's buying that. We know that they had that big falling out during a morning shoot around. I want to say it was in November, December, it was back there in the fall and um, Trey didn't even come to the arena that night. And it really made McMillan look bad. The team ended up winning anyway, despite Young's absence. So, yeah, I mean, we know that they did not always get along and that's okay. That's normal. It's part of the NBA coaches and players don't always get along, but I don't think anybody's buying that they are, you know, that they were great friends. I'm sure they're still cordial if they ever cross paths, but that that coaching change does not take place without Trey's stamp of approval. Right. So I don't think anybody's buying that.
0: Pat Benson covering the Hawks for uh, SI.com joining me here on the com hotline. The other part of the comment that I thought was very interesting is talking about Quinn Snyder and the idea of and we've Heard this from Trey and some other players, the idea of shooting more threes. Now, Pat, they were 21st in the NBA in three-point shooting. And I say that because, you know, when you saw this team at times, I mean, it wasn't just Trey Young. I mean, they were a – look, John Collins was a very poor three-point shooter um, this year. And the idea of that they that Quinn Snyder wants them to shoot more threes – I mean I understand some of the the philosophy behind it but I'm not sure that in a practical sense it makes a lot of sense for the Hawks to do that.
1: As the rosters constructed you're you're exactly right. Right now um they're not the best three-point shooting team but I think major ch- not major I think significant changes are coming this off season. It's Langerfield and Kyle Korver's first full off season as uh as the head of the front office, it's Quinn Snyder's first full offseason as the head coach. So no doubt they're going to um, remake the team to make it uh, more, you know, just to add some outside shooters. I think they overcorrected last year, uh, last summer, because it, uh, defense was such an issue. They were one of the top two, three-point shooting teams in the 21-22 season, but then they overcorrected the following offseason. Uh, most notably with the, the terrible Kevin Herter trade. You know, we won't go into that one. So now I guess they're going to try to yeah, add some outside shooters. And you're right, right now they don't need to be shooting a lot of threes. But um, hopefully after uh, shuffling the roster around a little bit, they'll be able to compete because it's obviously a three-point shooting league.
0: Pat, is there – I mean, look, I'm I'm all on the Jalen Brown train, and and I want to – do whatever they have to do to try to find a way to bring him in. But aside from a Jalen Brown, is there a player or two that you think the Hawks could be in the mix for in a trade scenario? I mean, obviously – if they're going to look to change this thing up, they're going to have to trade some some players because, yeah. again, th- th- there's no free agents by, by and large, I mean, other than you know a couple of you know vagabonds, but, I mean, there's no real yeah. free agents on this team. So it's going to have to be through trade. Is there a guy or two that you've identified that you think could be a good fit for this team?
1: I think it's been quiet so far. I haven't heard any tangible reports involving the Hawks. I think the Jalen Brown stuff is kind of a meme at this point. It's still – it's still a a bit of a joke. And like you said, it's going to require um, uh, packaging together multiple players to put together any kind of real offer if they're looking to bring back uh, a star player. And right now there's just no indication that that's the case. But you know what? The good news is we'll get an answer in 16 days, or at least we'll get a preliminary answer because the NBA draft is on June 22nd, and that will be the very first moves of the off season. So, they are going to have to tip their hand a little bit because we're going to get an idea, you know, what they with what they do with their draft picks, whether they, whether they draft them, whether they trade them. We'll start getting an idea in just over two weeks.
0: With the fact that again, most of your team is under contract, um, you know, with that 15th pick, I, I understand the idea of best available player, but doesn't that feel like a pick that is immediately going to report to college park? I mean, isn't that, I mean, isn't that a guy who you draft and you stash him down in the G league? Because I I just don't see how a rookie is really going to get any minutes that would be worthwhile versus having a guy playing every night down in the G league for college park.
1: Yeah. I mean, historically speaking, you're right. I think AJ Griffin really surpassed those expectations. Um, he, you know, nobody was expecting him to play or play as well as he did this season. But you're right. Usually, most of the time, if you're in the middle of the first round, it, you're taking on a project more than a prospect. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they could use the chief uh, contract, though. Right now, without doing anything, without making any moves, the Hawks are already $8 million over the luxury tax, and they've got to find a way to improve the roster anyway. So uh, that's why all eyes are on this NBA draft because we are going to get an idea of what they plan to do. And um, I think it makes sense to draft a player, you know, try to develop him, and just benefit from having a cheap contract at the end of the bench.
0: What do you think about the hiring of a Brittany Donaldson? She becomes the first female coach uh, in Atlanta Hawks history and going to do a lot of things with analytics. And obviously she's got that kind of background. What do you think about that hire?
1: Very impressive. She she has a very impressive resume. She's only 30 years old. I'm 33, so immediately, you know, when you hear a coach being hired that's younger than you, you have to reevaluate what you're doing with your life because she's really got a resume, and I think she's going to be great. Uh, super analytical and... Uh, uh, very well-versed in uh, player development, so I think she's going to be an excellent addition to Snyder's staff, which is really, really bulked up when you look at the different pieces, like Mike Bray that he's added. So, yeah, I'm excited about everybody uh, Snyder's added to um, to his coaching staff.
0: Yeah, and I was going to ask you about that. I mean, you know, there's been some interesting folks that have been part of this staff. I mean, you know, Mike Bray, I think what Antonio Lang is Uh, here now. Mm -hmm. I mean, Brittany Donaldson. I mean, there are some very interesting pieces and and maybe, you know, some people that are, I I don't know how to say this, I mean, retreads or things like that. I mean, but, you know, but I I think that there's a eclectic mix, let's say, of guys and girls that are on this staff right now for him.
1: Yeah, I think so. A lot of different demographics, different ages, different backgrounds. I think that would be great. I think one thing about McMillan staff is, although they were definitely, they have plenty of experience, uh, a lot of them, um, yeah, like you said, what kind of retreads, you know, some some veteran coaches who have been around for a while. And it seems like this new coaching staff has a good mix of young blood, young talent, and as well as some, some older, wiser coaches, more experience. So I have full faith in Snyder and the new front office. They, they know what they're doing.
0: You know, it's um... – it was interesting because we got—I don't know—not not too long after the Nate McMillan firing and um, when when Quinn Snyder was uh, you know being hired, we got all the press conferences from Tony Wrestler. And I, when I say mm-hmm. press conferences, the the, the media yeah. rounds and things like that. But it's been very quiet, and and I understand that that he wants his guys to do things, but. I do think that they're I think going into this off season, I do think that there has to be some clarification about the direction we're going to go. To your point, they're nine million dollars over, they're nine million dollars into the luxury tax, as is just standing pat. And again, am I going to have to wait for moves to see? whether or not they're going to stay in the luxury tax or, you know what I mean? Like, like the, I think that there are yeah. some things that Tony Ressler would do himself well to give some Hawks fans more faith yeah. and confidence about the direction of what the franchise is going to have.
1: You're right. That's an interesting observation. We haven't heard from Tony Wrestler for a while. I think he felt kind of burned, um, whether it was self-inflicted or however you want to look at it, after the coaching changes and the front office overhaul midseason. I-, I think he was tired of being the story himself. So since then, we really haven't heard from him. I remember last year after the season ended, he held a press conference, mm-hmm. and that didn't happen this spring. So you're right. I think he wanted to take a step back, let um, – uh, Fields and Corver and Snyder, you know, uh, be the face of the organization. But yeah, I, it would be nice to hear from the owner. We haven't heard from him in some time, and I don't see how they're going to avoid the luxury tax. To be honest, I don't think they're going to be able to do any more backflips or gymnastics to avoid. I think it is happening now. It's just a matter of trying to improve the roster.
0: Yeah, and and I I totally agree with you. It's just sometimes you want to feel like you have the direction from the top, right? I mean, again, Landry, I mean, say what you want about Landry Fields or Kyle Corver or Quinn Snyder when it comes to personnel. If Tony Ressler ain't going to go in the luxury tax, Tony Ressler ain't going in the luxury tax. It ain't going to be Kyle Korver, Landry Fields or Quinn Snyder's decision. If he doesn't want to go in the luxury tax, they're going to do what they did with Herder last year and, and move on from that $64 million extension that he signed. So, you know, that's why I say that some, you know, again, leadership is one of those things that starts at the top and goes down. And, and it would feel like that, it would give a lot more confidence to Hawks fans if you just if you heard just even a little bit from the Not talking about, you know, some of the things where, well, we're collaborative and we're communicative. Mm-hmm. No, concrete things, tangible things about, okay, we know we need to be in the luxury tax this year. Boom. You know, I mean, you say things like that, and you don't kind of dance around the idea of, well, we're collaborative and communicative. I mean, that's, that's why I think that the owner could come out and just – make Hawks fans feel better because I I have all of these questions that I would want to ask and say, okay, what, what's the direction of what we're going to do?
1: You know, at first I was skeptical because I was thinking, why do we really want to be lied to again? Because he's, he's hinted at, you know, he, like you said, he's, he's, He's danced around the subject of the luxury tax before, and he's led us to believe before that um, he was willing to pay the luxury tax and that didn't come to fruition. But you're right. I would like – you convinced me. I would like some concrete benchmarks like, yes, we are willing to go over the luxury tax. Our goal this year is to advance to the second, conference, second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Yeah, as someone coming from the business world, he's a titan in the corporate world where it's all very results-driven. Yeah, I would love to hear some concrete benchmarks from Tony Russell. I think that would help a lot of Hawks fans rest easy.
0: What do you think is the, the goal that Quinn Snyder and this team has to achieve for this year?
1: You know that's a great question. I think uh, it's less about Tra- less about uh, Quinn Snyder at this point, and more about Trey Young at this point. Because uh, Quinn Snyder's entering the second of a five-year, four or five-year contract, so he's still uh, you know building something. Whereas Trey Young, he's been the face of the franchise since 2018, and at this point, I think it's uh, he needs to. Um, He needs to bounce back after a pretty rough individual season. It ended on a pretty high note individually for him, but I think this season's more about Trey Young than less about Quinn Snyder, and I think it's time to get out of the first round, two straight first-round exits after the miraculous conference finals run. So, yeah, at this point, he's going to be 25 years old next season. This this young core has been – They've been cooking together and been growing together for several years now, and it's time for them to, you know, it's time to see what the final product looks like before they uh, throw in the towel on this young core
0: altogether. Sneaker reporter for Fan Nation, also because of Atlanta Hawks, Pat Benson, Jr., joined me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Pat underscore Benson underscore Jr. And, Pat, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, tonight. Uh, and, you know, as well be obviously talking through the offseason here. It's going to be fun times, and we'll see what kind of big changes come through. I
1: can't wait. Keep
0: up the great work. You got it. John Chuckery, we'll be back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey.com app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bitch.